We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in on this Tuesday morning. Uh, So what started as a conversation about whether um, we had a mom out of Ohio who found herself in a situation with the Stanley Cups and said, my kid's getting picked on because I bought her the cheap version, the generic version, not the real thing. So mom bought her the real thing. It didn't really teach her a lesson about how to be yourself, but it it staved off the kids that were bullying her and it evolved into a conversation about what this mom could have done or said instead to teach her about money. Let's go to the phones on this. If you want to jump in, do that thing. 913-586-7798. Getting a lot of response to this on the text line as well. On either side of the, you know, should she or shouldn't she have bought the real, the quote unquote, real Stanley Tumblr. But uh, yeah, if you want to jump in on that piece of it or on what do you do when you're trying to teach your kid the value of money versus the value of being in. And we'll go to Deb and Brookside up next. Hi, Deb. Hi. I probably would have been like this, Mom, because I I remember what that hurt is like. And and when my daughter was in junior high, I noticed as I'm in the pickup line, a lot of the girls were wearing the Ugg boots, you know. And my daughter had never said anything about it. But I said, would you like to have some boots like these other girls are wearing? And she just gave me this blank stare and said, why? <laughs> she said, I, I like to wear sneakers. <laughs> and I said, but, you know, all the girls seem to be wearing those. And she did, honestly, she said, and if all those girls jumped off a cliff, would you make me jump off too? <laughs> wow. She turned it around on mom. I love that. Wow. Yeah, this is like a, a 12-year-old. And I have no idea where that came from from her, but I was very proud of her. And um, she, she and my son never really got into the fad things like that and – Whenever the the new Wii was coming out, you know, they pooled their money that they had saved and they bought that themselves. And I mean, I just I I won the lottery with kids, I think. (laughs) Good for you. Sounds like Well, hey, you know, good parenting has a lot to do with that, Deb. Don't sell yourself short. (laughs) Well, thank you. You got it. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, it's such a fascinating conversation just to see how everybody handles it differently. Yeah, with their kids. You've, um, I want to throw this out there too. If you had a change in, um, uh, like the financial situation of your family, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and interrupt okay. Jamie. There, we're having a little bit of trouble with the feed. Uh, we'll see if we can get Jamie to reset and uh, make everything a little bit better here in just a couple of minutes. But in the meantime, if you want to get in again, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight, and we'll go back to the phones. It looks like Davis and Independence is up next with us. Hey, Davis. Hey, uh, I just wanted to let y'all know that 
Um, Stanley, about 25 years ago, was bought out by a company called PMI, and they're all made in China now. So if you're buying the Ozark Trail at Walmart, you're getting basically the same quality product. So, so the the knockoffs and the real Stanleys are all made in China. That's great. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Stanley used to be a really good American-made product, but that all changed about 25 years ago. Okay. All right. Got it. Well, you know, the fads is fads. So, uh, Davis, thanks a lot for the information. Yeah, I had no idea, but they, uh, yeah, it, it's sometimes when it comes to the, um, the whatever the the flavor of the month is. People don't care. I mean, in terms of quality, I don't think that's why a bunch of 12-year-old girls are running around carrying Stanley tumblers right now. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's a great tumbler. It has to do with the fact that she has one, so I have to have one. Let's go to uh, Brian and Liberty up next. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Um, going well. I actually started working when I was about nine. Dad, Mom and Dad had a hay-hauling company. And I would, when when we got paid... My dad took half of our pay and put it away like a bank. So when, you know, the state fair or carnivals or Christmas come around, he, we had our own money to buy the things that we wanted to buy. Now, granted, he made sure that we had to justify what we were spending it for. But for the most part, we had our own money. And to me, that that makes a kid think, you know, how do I want to spend my money? So, right. actually, I don't blame the mom for buying that for, his, for her kid. You know, there's so much bullying and meanness anymore in school that if I could take that away from my, my kids, I would. Yeah, and like I said, I can't blame you. I can't blame her either. Thank you very much for the call. I, I think the thing that I struggle with when it comes to that is there is that idea that if you do that, yeah, it's going to take the pain away for now because you're taking the bullying away for now. But kids are relentless. They'll find other reasons to pick on you if they really want to pick on you. And I think that the the real wider conversation to have here is how do we stop that? Because giving into it is not a way to stop it. You know what I mean? So as much as I said, I can't blame her for wanting to stop it now. And, and I would likely do something similar, although we would have a much longer conversation about it. Myself and the kid would have a much longer conversation about it, uh, about, you know, why why are you dependent on them for your own self-worth that it's still such a hard thing to say, okay, somebody is doing something wrong and picking on me for a thing I don't have. So I'm going to go get the thing to what, to make them feel better. So if, if we've gotten ourselves into this situation and I believe that we have where bullying is something that we just have thrown up our hands in a lot of ways about to say, well, we can't do anything about it. Kids are going to be kids. They're terrible to each other. Oh, well, teach your kid to deal with it. I think that's wrongheaded. I, I would love to know what the solution is to stop the bullying in the first place. But the idea that kids are always going to look for something that's even just a little bit different from the norm for them to pick it out and be able to, to rag on it. That's been going on for much, much longer than you and I have been alive. Uh, that's, you know, probably as old as people are. So uh, we're going to go to uh, 
All right, we'll, we'll take a brief time out and we'll get everything sorted. If you want to jump in with us, 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. The Midday Show continues. John Grace and Jamie Monticelli here with you. Sharing a Tuesday on 98.1 KMBZ. Welcome in on a Tuesday morning where the technology does not like the cold, as the rest <laughs> of us don't, apparently. Uh, but I think we're all good now. Um, so we mentioned last hour the Emmys were on last night, and there were a couple of cool reunions. Uh, one was a couple of characters from The Sopranos, Michael Imperioli, and I cannot think of the woman's name. She played the psychiatrist in The Sopranos. Uh, they came together on stage to honor James Gandolfini. There was a pretty interesting in, in, in memoriam, memoriam, yeah, where Matthew Perry was honored. And then the cast of Cheers came together all at once on what looked like the old Cheers bar. Yeah, back to the bar. And it's funny because that place where you see what you used to see on the uh, on the opening scenes and all of the exterior shots was a real pub in Boston. It still is. It's uh, called the Bull and Finch, if memory serves right. But mm -hmm. even though that entryway where you go kind of, you know, down off of street level down into the bar is accurate, the inside is completely different. I mean, it doesn't look like Cheers in there at all. And mm -hmm. it just started me to wonder, I mean, that that place on even though it was invented for television was supposed to have such a warm feel to it that it really was supposed to feel to you as the viewer like that place where everybody knows your name, like they say in the theme song. And there there are so many cool places like that in in the movies and on TV that I was just wondering if you had the ability to make one of them real so that it looked exactly like what you see on the screen, even though that place never really existed in, in actual space. It was only a set on a soundstage in California or New York or somewhere like that. If you could make it actually come to life, where would you go? What would be your hangout? So this is a good pop-up idea, and and because this has started to happen a little bit, uh, Saved by the Bell did that as a pop-up. Um, I think it was in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, the Max. They did the yeah. Max pop-up. Right. Um, uh, there have been a couple others that have done that. Central Perk, they did that for Friends. They did Central Perk, and they did a pop-up. Um, that's where I feel like this could go a little bit. Like, I guarantee you, the bear is going to be one that at some point they <laughs> yeah. will do as a pop-up. You want that, if you haven't watched that, again, Big Night at the Emmys last night, it, in the second season, opens as a restaurant called The Bear going for a Michelin star. That would be a cool, to go and get to experience the menu that they created, that would be cool. Yeah, and with something like Cheers, it'd be more about just sitting around that central bar and having a conversation with the bartender or with somebody who is sitting down at the end of the bar or whatever, just that, that real sort of communal feel about the entire thing. And, uh, you know, with a place like, like you said, with, uh, saved by the bell, there's a lot of childhood memory wrapped up in that. Uh, similarly, there was a place, there was a TV show that before saved by the bell where Ricky Schroeder got his start called silver spoons. Mm -hmm. And they had, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they had the, the soda shop that they used to go. I don't even remember what the name of it was, but, um, you know, a lot of the action was centered around that place. And, and they did feel real to us when we were watching them on TV. It didn't feel like a soundstage. It felt like they were really in a place like that. Um, recently, the TV show Mom had the coffee shop where they all hung out. And that was, I mean, probably a third of each episode of that show. Yeah. It was, was centered around that coffee shop. So, you know, to have a place that you could walk into and it, it would have the look and the feel that they could nail absolutely everything about it 
what would be yours? What would be is I mean, do you have one? Do you have one that you would love to see outside of the bear? I think that's it. I think right now that's, that's probably it? the one is that just to go experience that menu and get to experience and see, especially because the beef, which is what um, that restaurant was originally called in the show, is based off a real place. I almost would like to try that. Yeah, because it was it, it was a real restaurant in Chicago and then try the new one. I just think you've because that doesn't happen very often on TV where we have a fictional restaurant that is supposed to be so true to life. And, and it is. I mean, they created a real menu that that they executed to try the omelet that um, that they made at one point in that show that everybody tried to do afterward with potato chips on top. That would be that would be cool. I love the okay. These are coming in hot and heavy on the text line right now. The very first one that mentioned the bar in Wings, yeah, in in that little in the you know that little Nan, the, Nantucket the airport terminal. or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just over on the other side. And if Crystal Bernard is actually tending bar, yeah, that, that would be even better. Um, somebody else mentioned oh, going into the swamp from Mash, where Hawkeye and Trapper and all of the rest of them were, and seeing that still set up and just being able to to kick back in one of those bunks and have one of those awful martinis. <laughs> Mo from the Simpsons. Mo's yeah, Mo's bar from the Simpsons. Arnold's from Happy Days. Yes. Um, somebody else mentioned the apartment on I Love Lucy. Wow. Uh, oh, and the, yeah, the restaurant from Seinfeld. That's another one. Big time. Uh, I, so I, I would say Seinfeld. Which one was that? Yeah, it was uh, a little deli that they used to. Again, they probably did a third of each episode, just them sitting around a table in that little deli. And they always showed the exterior okay. of it, which is a real exterior in New York City. But inside, again, it doesn't look anything like that. Um and, and so, yeah, I would say probably between the the cafe, the Central Perk in Friends, and that one mm-hmm. from Seinfeld. Those are probably the two best known. <laughs> Somebody old the school Regal just texted Beagle in. from Three's Company. Yes, the Regal Beagle. That's Gotta awesome. love it. Oh, yeah. Keep these coming. Boy, if you have no clue what we're talking about, let us know. <laughs> if you have no clue, that, that would be good for us to know. If you have no clue about Three's Company uh, and John Ritter and the Regal Beagle, yeah, we can, we can enlighten you. Oh, big time. And, and that place, I mean, even just the name of it. Oh, St. Elmo's. St. Elmo's Bar from the movie St. Elmo's Fire is, I'm sure, what you're texting in about. Yeah, that was another one of those. That was a Brat Pack movie. So who was in that? Rob Lowe, uh, mm-hmm. Andrew McCarthy, uh, Demi Moore, uh, all of them. You know, just that entire cadre of actors. And it all centered around their place, which was the bar called St. Elmo's. You know, uh, yeah, keep them coming. Somebody mentioned the cafeteria from Scrubs. That's, boy, just about, it's funny now, now that I'm thinking about it, just about every TV show that I really loved from back then had a place like that, where you had the cafeteria in Scrubs. You also had the cafeteria in the original Night Court. I haven't watched enough of the new Night Court yet to see if they're doing as much in there, but that was a place where just a ton of, of the action on all of those episodes came from. So yeah, keep these coming in. If there's a place that you've always wanted to visit, even though it's a place that's completely fictional, um, text them into us. And uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. Cheers. Colin, do we have the audio that we can play from cheers? Anthony, thank you for getting us all here. Ah, this feels really nice to be here in front of all of you. Thank you. Uh, Look, Ted, don't you just think of it as a, Long overdue class reunion. Yeah? And being together brings back 
some great memories of a show we're all very proud of. Yeah, and if somebody has the envelope, we can present the award. Uh, yeah, hey. that one right here. Georgie Porgy. Very cool. Just, just to hear them back in that place, there's something very special about that. Um, yeah, Bob's Burgers also came in, and somebody mentioned Modine's. The diner Modine's. from 90210. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and Modine's 3 from Letterkenny. Glad to see a Letterkenny reference being made. Um, what was, it was the Peach, the Peach Pit was 90210. Okay. They did that as a pop-up also in Beverly Hills. They, they did that. Um, yeah, some of these are really good for pop-ups. What was Pizza Planet? Yeah, that's coming. Pizza Planet. Yeah, that's coming a couple of times, and that's not one that I know. Let me uh, let me hit the Googles real quick and see if we can uh, figure. Oh, uh, oh, Pizza. That's right. Pizza Planet was where the alien thing was in uh, Toy Story. Huh. Okay. Um, somebody said the Simpsons house, Mel's Just, Diner. Yep. Oh, Mel's okay. Diner from Alice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Again, going old school with these things. Yeah. You know, they were able to convey in those things um, that I, I don't know what it is that when you talk about those and uh, and Central Perk and all of the rest of them, they just seemed like places that were so completely inviting. I, the set decorators deserved way more recognition than they got for those things. Have you ever been to the Cheers Bar in Boston? No. I know you were mentioning it. I yeah. have when I went. It's much smaller than you think. Yep. It's you're right. It doesn't at all on the inside look like what um look like the real one does or the one does in the show. It's tiny. It's upstairs and it's itty bitty. Yeah, they did one in Boston that was it was another one of those pop-ups where they did design the inside to look like the Cheers bar. It's not in that same place. It's nowhere near there. It's actually closer to the harbor. But um they they put one of those together. I never got to go in there while it was a going concern. The problem with it is it was above ground. So you had windows all the way around. And to me, that just kind of ruined it. I mean, the whole thing about Cheers was that it was a basement. So you had a lot of wood on the walls. There weren't very many windows. And it just kind of had that dark atmosphere about it. Did you ever watch Northern Exposure? Yes. I was a big fan of that show when that was on. Um, the grill from Northern Exposure just came in. Yeah, it, with all the taxidermy on the walls and, and everything. It was like the one restaurant in town. If, if I could do anything from uh, Northern Exposure, I think it would be hang out in the radio station. So <laughs> if only I ever got to do that in real life. Gee, I wonder why. Right. Yeah, yeah and but, just sit on the ground. Have you ever had a ground level studio like that? Um, I never have. Oh, yeah. Well, it is yeah, the last, in fact, the last radio station before here, where I worked the in St. Louis for like a year before uh, I ended up coming here, was in a mall. So we oh, had, wow. okay. yeah, our studio windows were looking out over just a mall concourse and, you know, people would go out and have dinner or have lunch at the drunken fish and then just walk by our studio and start making faces in the windows and waving at us and stuff. It was, it was very strange, but it was a neat atmosphere. I don't think I would enjoy that. That's how, if you go to Chicago and walk <laughs> by the WGN studios, that's how they are. You can just yes. walk by them at street level and no, I I have a hard enough time in our studio when people walk by when we used to give tours and stuff and people would stand there and look in uh, to the studio. That was always distracting. So. It's a, Yeah, it's a little distracting and it makes you feel like a fish in a bowl. Yes, yes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for getting in here. Uh, we'll switch gears coming up. Uber 
is going to a, a rare occasion where Uber is going to stop one of the services it's offering. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm supposed to talk over this? Oh, man. <laughs> Colin, why do you do this stuff to me? Uh, we're still trying to hook back up with Jamie Monticelli. She'll be uh, in with us in a sec or two. And, I think I'm uh, good. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, theme from Taxi bringing us back into the show. And Danny DeVito was another one of the interesting moments from last night's Emmy broadcast. I think we got a little audio from this. What was going on there, Colin? Well, well Danny, I mean, surely the Emmys must have given you an award. Yeah, yeah they did. They did. Yeah. They did? Yeah, I got, yeah, I got one. For Sunny? No, for Taxi. Uh, uh. Okay. Yeah. Settle down. Well... How long was how long was Taxi on the air? Five years. <laughs> Only five years, and I got nominated. Yeah, we got we had 34 nominations and 18 wins. That's why I got one. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, 34 nominations in five years versus zero nominations in 16 years. That math is bad. The math's bad. Yeah. 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 The, Rhea won four. Okay. For cheers. Wow. All right. Don't rub it in. <laughs> Oh, Danny. Yeah. Uh, legendary TV show. I mean, if you've never seen if you've never seen an episode of Taxi, go back and watch all of them. And apparently we have once again tanked the connection with Jamie. So uh, that's all it took. If you want to jump in, 913-586-7798, 913-586-7798, and keep them coming as we've been talking about all of the places that, that we knew from TV that didn't really exist, but you would love to be able to just walk in and sit down and, you know, have a meal, have have a drink, have whatever at that place that you knew and loved from TV. Now, that said, we've got a couple of other things going on in the world that we want to uh, do some talking about. And one of them is a service that you know, Jamie mentioned this right prior to the break at the bottom of the hour that uh, Uber bought in like 2019 or 2020. They've owned it for the last few years. There was a service called Drizzly where they would bring alcohol to your house and it existed pre-pandemic but it really started to have a moment when nobody wanted to go out and everybody wanted to do everything touchless so 
Uber, being no dummies, went, say, this is the perfect time for us to buy something like this. And they did. So here we are years later, and a couple of things have happened at the same time, where grocery delivery service has now become a bigger part of what Uber and Lyft both do. And there are other services out there as well. And the idea of packaging all of that stuff together is much more, I guess, palatable to us than it was a few years ago. So they're dropping Drizzly. Drizzly's going away. It's always existed as a standalone app, even though Uber owned it. But they just figured, okay, we, we already do this. You can already get, you know, a fifth of rum or whatever delivered to you via Uber Eats. So when it comes to that or their grocery service or Drizzly or whatever, why be redundant about it? Just put it all under the same umbrella. I have never had alcohol delivered to me. Nor have I. Never, I've never used that. But one of the conversations we had a lot when this first started to become more popular was, how are they confirming the age of people? It just seems like such an easy thing that you can make up. I don't, they must have figured it out. When yes. it's through Uber Eats, they must have figured it out. But I get the efficiency of just, and my, my assumption is that Drizzly just became less popular then. Because people were just doing it in other ways. Right. Yeah, they were just getting the booze through Uber Eats. So Uber said, okay, why are we having two separate services? Why do we need to do all of the you know, updating of apps and all of the other stuff for three different apps when we can just consolidate this into something we're already doing? The other thing that I'm curious about, um, are, we, are people still doing the, the drinks to go? That was another one of the things in the pandemic that we started to be able to do was, and it was all the controversy about, oh, people are going to drink them in their cars Yep. if you let people do the drinks to go. I don't even think about it. I know you've talked about it with mar margaritas, I think, from a restaurant you like. I don't even, it doesn't even occur to me. Like, there's no drink from a particular place that I like so well that I want to take it home. Yeah, we still don't go out a lot and sit down in a restaurant and eat. Usually that's, I mean, the only times that we'll do that is if somebody's in town. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody comes in to visit, then we'll all go out and we'll all hit a restaurant or something like that. But with just the two of us, it makes just as much sense to go out and get dinner. You know, if we want something from right. a restaurant, I'll go out and get it and bring it home and we'll just eat in the comfort of our own home in front of the TV on the couch. So with that, yeah, um, there's one place that I go. And usually what I'll do is I'll go in and look over the menu. And while I'm looking over the menu for what I want, I already know what Jen wants, so I'll you know look over the menu for what I want and have a drink while I'm there. Mm -hmm. And the last time that I was there waiting for the food, the guy said, uh, you want me to you know pour you another one to go? And it just, <laughs> it stopped me for a second. And uh -huh. I was like, I, no, no, I, I've got some at home, but thanks. Because I had even forgotten about that. Yeah. I don't drink. One of the things that's changed in the last year probably is that I just don't drink at home much anymore. So I do happy hour. Like I went last night and watched the game out for a while. And that's often yeah. why I go out is, is to watch a game or something. And last night it was an Irish pub. And so I'll do, you know, Jameson a little bit. I have Jameson at home. I have, I just don't, I'm not going to take it to go because I'm probably not going to drink at home alone like that and take my, if I want a margarita, I'll make it here. Right. Which doesn't happen very often and cheaper here right well and now that we've got our bartesian if i ever want mm -hmm. a mixed drink then yeah that's taken care of too 913-586-7798 we can go to the phones here josh has called us up out of the northland hey josh hey josh hey guys so as far as like the delivering of alcohol um i don't do uber eats i do doordash but i'd imagine it's about the same thing kind of like if you go to one of those apps 
that that'll give you a loan. They make you scan your ID like it, it wants the barcode and everything. Yep. I know with DoorDash, um, before they they order it and it gets to a driver, they have to scan their ID. And then when we get there and deliver it, we have to verify the age and everything, and we have to scan the ID also. Got it. So okay. so it's when it's dropped off. Uh, I like I said, I think they have to they have to submit their ID before they place the order too. I remember someone saying that. Okay. But then we have to scan it also to make sure that it's the same person that placed the order. You know. Right. So they're protected on both ends. Makes sense. Yep. Thanks, Josh. Thanks a lot for the call. We have figured out a way to do it securely and to guarantee it's you because I'm hitting the point with my phone where I'm finally putting everything into the Google wallet yeah. and my ID is there and that, you right. know, and, and, and that works if I don't it. Same with a passport app. I've got that and that replaces my passport if I don't have it. Yeah, I guess the only thing that that makes it a little bit tricky is that you have to be there when it's delivered. You right, know, to make sure so it's, it's you that... Right, with a grocery delivery, they can just leave it on the front porch. And, right. you know, I'll get it when I want to. But if you're not there when they're delivering alcohol, they can't verify that it's you, so they won't leave it. They have figured it out. Things I never thought would be, like, pre-pandemic, I never would have imagined. Yeah. That, that we'd have, you know, drink, that you could have your drinks to go and deliver to your house and, and absolutely no big deal. But that was one of those things that where uh, pandemic changed everything. We need to pass on this Comic-Con announcement real quick. Um, I, I told Colin, get on this as fast as humanly possible. I love uh, this so much. <laughs> the Fonz, Henry Winkler, fan of the Kansas City Chiefs and of Patrick Mahomes and of Happy Days fame. He's also a really good follow on Twitter. He's just really, he's just really great on Twitter. He is coming to town for Planet Comic Con, uh, March eighth to tenth. Oh man, that's it's going to be fantastic. Planet Comic Con this year. I mean, every year it's great. This year, I think in particular, I've been looking over some of the announcements of people who are going to be there. And I may make the trek out for the first time. I think the last time I went to a Comic-Con event was in 2018 or 2017. And it was a blast, but, you know, it, it, it's just not something that's going to get me to come out every year. This year's roster, though, might. And you're right. I think the Kansas City Connection's got a lot to do with it. Do we know if he ever got to do the dinner with Patrick Mahomes? Because remember, I he, he did. Had, I think they did, because he had invited him. Yeah. To come to his house and that he was going to cook dinner for him and all of that. He was going to be like chicken piccata or something yeah, at his house. Yeah. I thought they did. They weren't real public about it. Like there weren't pictures and stuff like that, like you would expect. But I thought they did it. Good for them, though. I mean, if that's the case and they kept it a little bit more private. Because, I mean, yeah, granted, they're stars. They're used to cameras all the time. But, mm -hmm. yeah, doing that just for another selfie opportunity, I'd rather have them just have it between them. I think that's great. His announcement, his statement was, Kansas City is one of my favorite cities to visit. I can't wait to see the fans. Oh, I just read into this. No, I was totally wrong. Uh, maybe I can finally take your star quarterback up on those dinner plans we discussed. Oh, so oh, they well, have no, okay. but Well, that's confusing. Didn't Patrick Mahomes also offer to take him to dinner when he was in town? Oh, could be. Was, All right. was, wasn't it both? The Fonz was going to cook for him? Maybe. Yeah, this is confusing. I'm not sure. Anybody knows. <laughs> Henry Winkler, us. though, I mean, he has that reputation of being the absolute nicest guy in the world. And it's funny because, I mean, the role of Fonzie is what put him on the map. Nobody really mm -hmm. knew who he was before that. And then all of a sudden, he's a superstar. But he became a superstar for playing a role that's completely unlike him. 
and I can remember him doing interviews at the time saying, I am nothing like Fonzie. I, I, I'm just this guy, you know, I, I have, you know, I live in an apartment and, you know, I'm not cool. They, they do all of that stuff for the show. And it's, you know, compliment to him as an actor, I guess. Colin just found the TMZ story. So it's not just TMZ. He told, so Winkler told TMZ, quote, I think he fibbed me or fibbed to me implying that Patrick lied about getting dinner with him. Ooh. They have not they have not gotten dinner yet. Anywhere. <laughs> now that was in November. He's been a little busy since November. This is the time true. of year for him to have plans. No, but by the like time that. Planet Comic Con rolls around, we'll be into the off season and I think yeah, maybe they can get that to happen. I I think it needs to. I think uh we we need to facilitate that in any way we possibly can. I mean, while he's in town, can they go out and get barbecue or something while he's... Go to Whataburger. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Or invite uh, the Fonz out to Patrick Mahomes' new pad out south. Definitely. We'll see. All right, we'll take a break here. Uh, We have, which is some weird stories today, clown stories to get to, the guy that fell into the volcano. We'll get to all this coming up here on KMBZ. All right, we haven't really mentioned the roads or the weather today outside of traffic and weather. It's probably worth mentioning now because some of you are texting in, um, and I just looked at the map of some of the wrecks that we've got. Somebody just said there are problems on 435 eastbound in Overland Park. I don't see where it's shut down anywhere, but if you do, let us know, 913-586-7798. Yeah, particularly around the state line, 435 has got wrecks right around State Line Road there, and there are a bunch of problems downtown. Yeah, and it's going to be slick anywhere you go. I mean, just, I mean, I know a lot of the roads are cleared off, but you never know when you're going to hit one of those patches where it's a little shadier than normal, and all of a sudden you've got ice under your tires. So just really be careful still. And just everywhere, like I'm just looking at the map, I-35 northbound past Cambridge Circle, right lane closed because of a multi-vehicle crash. There are a bunch of problems downtown. It might not look that bad. Um, With the snow that we got last night, I said this to you this morning, it's still... There, I can see no road on the plaza right now. Yeah. It just, because it was so cold and it was coming down at night, they, they've tried, they've tried, but it's still just snow covered. And there's only so much you can do. I mean, with the fact that it was as brutal cold as it was, there comes a point where the brine and the beet juice and the salt and everything else just stops working. So let us know if you can do it safely. Let us know what you're seeing for wrecks and road conditions and that kind of stuff. And we'll certainly pass that along uh, to the rest of our listeners. Are you afraid of clowns? I can't remember. I hate clowns. Okay. Clowns are horrible. Hate them or afraid of them? <laughs> I hate clowns. Clowns okay. are horrible. So, so not an irrational fear. I, just I, don't I, like oh, them. I, I would say it's probably an irrational fear, but I just okay. don't like admitting that. I, I just hate them. <laughs> okay. That explains uh, the interest in this story out of CBS News. Um, I don't, oh. And I like how they started this story. Uh, let's be honest, it takes a lot to stop Bostonians in their tracks, Bostonians in their tracks. Um, but there's one thing that might do it. Yeah, I don't know whose idea this was, but they really ought to have their head examined. So there's this artist who takes canvas that had been like billboards on the highway. A lot of the, a lot of times they do like a wrap, a canvas wrap, and it's cheaper than actually having a billboard painted or printed. So they do it that way. So this guy decided to recycle a lot of these canvases and one particular version of this artwork is these two giant clown heads. And when I say giant, they're probably about 15 feet high, each one of them. 
And what they did is they put them up in an alley between a couple of buildings in Boston. So you're walking down the street and you don't see them as you're walking down the street until you get right there at the alley. They're kind of back into the alley a little bit. So you're walking down the street past this building that kind of looks like a bank headed toward a building that kind of looks like an apartment building and there's an alley in between them. And then you get to the alley itself and look up and there's two giant clown heads staring down at you menacingly. Wow. Why? why? Why would anybody do that? Do we know where they're coming from? It, it says, despite online theories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I don't like the reason for this. I don't what? like the marketing behind this. Oh, yeah. They, well, it's part of a an art experience called Winter Active that they're doing in Boston. Uh, and they said they've been working to revamp the downtown crossing area since the pandemic. And so they're, they're just doing this as a way to get people interested in coming back to this area in Boston. Couldn't think of anything else, huh? I guess not. This was well, the they way said to do it? There, there are other attractions and other artworks that are going up as part of this all over that area of downtown Boston. But that this is the only one that's two giant clown heads. And they made note of the fact that there are people like me who are completely creeped out by clowns. And they said, well, you know, for that, there's all these 16 other installations, but not, uh, yeah, and not all of them will feature clowns as part of them. But these, I mean, I couldn't imagine any, even, even if you don't have a fear of clowns, this might start it. I mean, you're walking down the street, minding your own business. Take a look at those things. They're horrifying. Yeah, I don't have a fear of clowns, but I don't want to see them like that. <laughs> I only, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, at the circus is fine. At a kid's birthday party, that's okay. I don't want to just see him poking around the streets. But yeah, two giant disembodied heads staring at you from an alley? No thanks. No, thank you. Okay, uh, we can move on from that one. Let's go to North Lake Tahoe and talk about this bear. Um, <laughs> boy, they're having all kinds of trouble in North Lake Tahoe. The avalanche, and they've had a lot of snow this year. And then we have this. Yeah, so I didn't know this either, but apparently the crawl spaces are places where bears like to go to hibernate. And you have to be really careful about that. So somebody, this house, they show a couple of pictures of the exterior of it. It's kind of done in that... Um, like log cabin style mm -hmm. it's got the cedar lap siding or it's what's it called um cedar bevel that's what it is cedar bevel siding beautiful place but it's big so it's not a little log cabin it's a big house and there's a door underneath the house that goes into the crawl space somehow the owner figured out there was a bear under there so they called the bear guy in Lake Tahoe. I guess you have to have that. They called the bear uh -huh. guy and he came out and opened the door and he looked around, shined his flashlight into the crawl space and all that. Didn't see anything and figured, okay, the bear must have left. So he built a cage effectively over that door into the crawl space, put up these wires and then they found out, no, the bear really was still in there. So now it's trapped in there. And they had to call the bear guy and get him to come back out because the bear was trying to chew on the wires to get out from underneath the crawl space and couldn't get out. So they had to bring the guy back and remove all the wiring, get the bear out, which they finally did, and then put the wiring back up so it couldn't get back in next year. I am on SaveBears.org, which is the <laughs> Bear League, which is yep. who was called. So first it was their handyman. <laughs> handyman's a big job apparently in Lake Tahoe. Handyman's no not just there to like help 
help work on your house and do stuff. Apparently, uh, it, it goes to this. And then the job went to the Bear League, and it says, and it's in Lake Tahoe. If you are having a bear emergency, call this number in Lake Tahoe. There is a 24-hour hotline, and they coach people by phone on how any, to get the bears out of your house. I'm sorry. I'm a city boy. Any interaction I have with a bear is a bear emergency. Yeah. What do you mean you coach people by phone? <laughs> I Don't you want to hear that call? Uh, don't make fun of the bear. You are advised not to compare his fur to that on your steering wheel. Uh, don't don't intimidate the bear. I am so fascinated by this now. Sorry. Now I'm on their website. The Bear League was born. There are all kinds of stories on here about people not handling bears the right way. And so this came to life. Other than run and fast, what's the right way to handle a bear? Cages, apparently. You trap them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what, whatever they do there. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. Coming up in the next hour, have you ever fired someone that does a service for you? Cleans your house, cuts your hair, that kind of thing. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.